the Now We're Talking podcast, where we attempt to review the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order. I'm Harry. I'm Martin. And I'm Jacob. This week we'll be discussing Volume 2, Disc 1 of Now That's What I Call Music. Hi. I thought, by way of introduction this week, if you said your name and the, the Frankie Goes to Hollywood song Relax is about relaxing during anal sex, I was wondering, what makes you relax? What do you find relaxing? Um, anal sex. <laughs> What's, oh, you've got to One say your name, you can't just say anal sex. I'm Harry and I get relaxed by anal hey. sex. <laughs> Come on now. Um, Aren't we adults? We don't need to snicker yeah. about <laughs> Come on. Hey, you brought it up. Um, makes me relax, I don't know. That big can of monster yeah. that'll help you relax. Well, I, I'm a pretty sleepy guy. I don't really, you know, I can relax pretty easily, regardless. Yeah. I don't need anal sex to help me relax. I'm uh, Jacob, and I get quite relaxed by the songs at the end of Now too. They tend to send me to sleep. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm Harry, and um, I like to relax by watching snooker. That's very relaxing. It is quite relaxing, actually. Yeah. It yeah. can be quite exciting, but it's relaxing as well. Uh, Ronnie's playing, maybe. But... I said something wrong at the start of the last one. Oh, we've got to do the, the get the facts right. Yeah, my first now was now 20, not whatever I said it was, 23. Yeah. I worked out mine was 24, so I'm, I don't know if I said that right in the last one. <laughs> and uh, I talked about Weezer, which isn't until 31, so obviously I had quite a few consecutive ones. Yeah, I thought that seemed a bit early for Weezer. So, Harry, do you want to put this in this uh, now too in some kind of historical context? Of, yeah. Well, it came out 26th of March 1984, right? That's right, When yeah. we were all, like, being run by Big Brother and that, weren't we? Yeah. So what, is that like and it was, four it... months after the first one? Five months? Uh, yeah, four, four months. First one was... 28th of November, 83. Okay. Well, so it was number one for like uh, four weeks, I think, four or five weeks. Preceded by Can't Slow Down by Lionel Richie. It was knocked off the top by Legend by Bob Marley. Oh. Yeah. Well, Lionel Richie still isn't slowing down because uh, there's been controversy with him lately. He's going to play in Norfolk. <laughs> We're talking about Charles this again. Yeah, you brought this up last time. <laughs> did I? Yeah, he did. Oh, right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Like a three or four minute bit on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're sorry. A, you're as bad as uh, the EDP. Going I am. I am. Sorry. sorry. Whenever you can. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I should just go. Right, Shall I do some facts? We just left the back end of 83. And in the uh, 1st of January 1984, Brunei were declared independent state from Britain, so they can have all that sort of money in that that they've all got. Nice. Because it's full of oil in it. It's like a big sort of bag of oil they've got there. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, of a shame that Relax yeah. isn't the first song because you've got a big bag of oil there. You know, the back end of 83, they were into that, weren't they? they yeah, oil jet. <laughs> <laughs> And then in, in February, on February the 3rd, Dr John Buster at the uh, Harbour UCLA Medical Centre announced their first successful embryo transfer, not test tube baby. Wow. Mm. And the Sarajevo Winter Olympics happened in February of 84. That's famous for Torvald Dean doing their bolero dance wow. where they spin around and die ah, at the end. That must be why. I was looking at the charts and in between now one and now two... Uh, one of the things that charted was an EP of, of music that was used by Torval really? and Dean to dance to. That wow. makes sense now. <laughs> time. Yeah, they got like perfect scores from some of the they judges. Did, yeah, but apparently he was really mean to her. Was he? But you know, it really depends whether you believe the ends justify the means, doesn't it? It was a different time. I don't know. The 80s. It's the 80s, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, it depends if you like that film about that guy who makes that other guy drum really well, <laughs> shouting at him and that. 
That was a pretty bad description of whatever that film was. Whiplash. I got it. I that, haven't seen Whiplash and I got that. That was a good description. <laughs> the film where the guy, the guy makes, makes the other guy <laughs> drum really well by shouting at him. Yeah, that is the film. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're on to March, where the UK coal miners' strike started. Uh, lasted for about a year. So they're all too busy listening to it now. Yeah. <laughs> it was fresh in there. Well, hold that thought. We're holding it. Yeah, no, that, hold it for about <laughs> half an hour. I'll bring it back up. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories was set in 1984, and The Breakfast Club, that film, their set oh, yeah. of attention was on the 25th of March 84. Ah, it's pretty yeah. near to the release of now, isn't it? It's, it's also one of a number of films that is set entirely in one day. Oh, yeah. And the novel 1984 was set in 1984 as well. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It got quite a lot of it wrong. Well, well a lot of it happened later there's on. There's no mention yeah. now that's why I got music in it. No, so. exactly. There isn't a nice bit where what's the main character, Winston, having sex with Julia, and then he's like, oh, you know what would be good while we're doing this? Put on now. That's what I call music yeah. volume two. And get down to some Thompson twins. They could have used, you know, double dutch as torture. You know, or in room one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how a lot of those concepts have been defanged now for a lot of kids. Now, I mean, Big Brother is a, a rubbish show where they lock up some celebrities. Room one hundred and one is a rubbish show where rubbish celebrities go on and consign stuff. You know, yeah. Bill Collins famously put the Gallagher brothers into room one hundred and one. Did I he? mean, yeah. fair play to him. Because they're rude. <laughs> yeah, but because like, they're rude to him. Well, I know, I know that. What was it? Not I think, yeah, didn't they used to go on the record moaning about Phil Collins and saying he should retire and that he was a dinosaur and stuff. So, you know, fair it enough. He wasn't a dinosaur. They are really thick, the Gallagher. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's actually no he's way was weird looking. But it's a bit fun. Yeah, but he doesn't have like plates coming out of his spine and, he, and a, a sacral brain. You know? If he was a T Rex, he wouldn't be nearly as good a drummer because T-Rex wouldn't be able to play the drums, really. Oh, that's true. They could play a tiny keyboard. Yeah. So, is that all your facts, Harry? Yeah. Well, There's not that many, is there? I guess. Ah, but you said last time, because you had to do... You're only covering a three-month period here. Yeah. 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 And there wasn't a very good selection of stuff happening, either. No. Screw you, 1984. All we hear is Right, first song on the first side is Radio Gaga by Queen. Yeah, that was alright, wasn't it? Yeah. Who wants to kick off? I, mean, I, d- I don't know Queen too well. I feel like I should listen to more Queen, because everyone says they're really good. But this isn't a good Queen song, in my opinion. I don't really like 80s Queen in general, for the most part. It doesn't hold a candle to 70s Queen. You want Greatest Hits 1. Greatest Hits 1 was basically the 70s. Greatest Hits 2 was the 80s. And Greatest Hits 3 was like whatever they could cobble together out of songs that Freddie Mercury had sort of yeah. half-recorded. Well, yeah, three isn't really a patch, is it? But no, I don't know, like some of the stuff they were doing in the 80s. So, you know, this isn't a bad song, but it's not as good as Innuendo. Is <laughs> no. it? <laughs> Innuendo. Yeah. Did this come out around the same time as Video Killed the Radio Star? Because it's essentially Video Killed the Radio Star. It is, it's the, same, it's the same concept, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, actually it came, it was the same... His toddler son said Radio Car Car, which is great because <laughs> yeah. do you want to explain what that is, uh, what that translates as? That's <laughs> Italian for radio shit. Yeah. Was it Roger Taylor wrote this one? Roger Taylor yeah. did. Not Roger Taylor, the drummer from Duran Duran. Roger uh, Taylor, the drummer from Queen. <laughs> Don't get them confused. It makes them angry. But yeah, I like, I like the sort of I guess it's a talk box. Yeah, the Vakoda in there. Yeah, the talk Vakoda. box is prominent. I don't know. I don't know. Was it a talk box? Was it a Vakoda? Who knows? But... Well, according to Wikipedia, it was a Vakoda. Right. So it's probably a talk box. The way you say Vakoda's weird. I just said it like you do. Vakoda. I, I prefer it. It's great. It's Vokoda, isn't it? Vokoda, yeah. Yeah. Or is it Vokoda? Vokoda. <laughs> 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 it's quite fun saying Vokoda. <laughs> I've never said it like that before. I don't know. 
So yeah, it was number one in like 19 countries, I think, but not in the UK, only got to number two. Got kept off the top by a song we're going to be talking about later, oh, Frankie, okay. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I like the fact that, you know, Queen are moving with the times, they've got their synths out. Yeah. I know you don't sort of really like it, but... I mean, I didn't think it was bad. <coughs> it just wasn't as good as other Queen songs I've heard. It's it's a bit overlong, maybe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and this is like a single version. I think I saw there's like an, the album version or extended version or whatever, it goes on like six or seven minutes. Well, I, well, the video was six minutes, I watched the video. Yeah, I watched that, it's about five and a half, I think. Was it? And I think, yeah, the album was like six and a half or seven or something. It yeah. is something that will happen a lot in the 80s, because they got into doing the sort of 12-inch mixes of stuff. Oh, yeah. Remixes were much more I found a thing them, then than they were. I found a lot of songs on this album were not too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then the, the 12-inch mixes be like ten minutes, yeah. you know, where they, they have a, a bit where the vocals drop out, and then there's like a, you know, a drum loop for a little while, and... Oh yeah, Zap used to do that. Yeah, album yeah. versions of their songs were about like fifteen minutes long, and then the singles were like four. If you're listening and you had a twelve-inch mix and you liked it, you should uh, <laughs> you should email us at the email address that we're inserting later. <laughs> they were good for clubs, weren't they? That's what they were mainly for. Yeah, yeah. Well, mix it into something else, aren't you? Yeah. As well. Yeah. So in the video, they're like riding a ship through like sort of future town. It's a bit like the Spice Up Your Life video. Right? Well, it is. They're <laughs> <laughs> using clips from Metropolis. Yeah, the film which, Metropolis. Which do you know who like, did the re thingy version of that? I do, but I I think I'll end I'll end up saying his name like I say Vakoda. I'll say it wrong. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. say it. <laughs> what Giorgio Morode? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giorgio, who's like producing songs and videos and all sorts, isn't he? He's we mentioned him in the stuff. yeah, we mentioned him in the first one. I liked Freddie was making like a very sexy clock he was doing the clock hands and yeah, yeah. manipulating it that was yeah. being sexy wasn't it the, the, all, the, all the bits where he was sort of digitally put into clips from Metropolis looked really funny <laughs> I was just <laughs> laughing at yeah, how bad it looked bizarre Metropolis was made in like 27 yeah. or something well, I think they said I read that like the rights to the film well like they got Freddie Mercury did some music for a reissue of the film or something yeah. yeah so they said he could use footage from the film in this video but he still had to like buy the rights off yeah so, like the East German government or something had, had so the public domain it. now yeah Electric Six covered this really yeah yeah. they did a video where uh, Dick Valentine the singer <laughs> what the singer of <laughs> yeah. great name yeah. he's uh, dressed up like Freddie Mercury and he's dancing um, he's as if he's just got out of Freddie Mercury's grave, but lots of people didn't like it because they thought he was dancing on Freddie Mercury's grave. It's interesting as well because, as well as being about a decline in the quality of radio, the song is actually apparently about how, like, say, Video Killed the Radio Star, it's about how, like, MTV is dumbed down and people aren't, people, everything's visual, and so they make a really big, elaborate video. Because <laughs> uh... aren't there references to. Um... Oh, with, with some lyrical references in it to... Orson Welles' yeah, and to Winston Churchill's yeah. 18th of June, 1940, This Was Their Finest Hour speech. Uh. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, someone who'll figure into the story later is Lady Gaga, who credits her stage name basically from this song, because she yeah. liked the song and she liked Queen. Also, they would go on to perform this at Live Aid, they talk about how how everyone started clapping their hands and how unexpected that was. It's like it's not like they were doing a fugue and then everyone started singing the counterpoint, is it? It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's just clapping. Yeah, yeah they clap in time because that's the thing audiences usually struggle with. Yeah. Well, so it bounces that was a, around in a big stadium. Doesn't it? That was the miracle. Really is it in time clapping? I don't know. But I think it balances out. It's a bit like if you get a crowd of people singing along to a song, somehow it's sort of on average ends up in tune even though everyone's singing it bad yeah. yeah except Angels by Robbie Williams <sighs> let's come on we've got years we've got years before that like smash hard into that one yeah. 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 oh god I can't so oh god I can't got a while yet that was performed at Live Aid so was Wouldn't It Be Good Wouldn't It Be Good To Be On Your Side Nick Kershaw, isn't it? I get him and Howard yeah. Jones mixed up. Oh, I could. Yeah, Nick Kershaw's not as weird looking as Howard Jones. Well, he's a he's, tiny little man. He's, he's weird, really small. 
You're so prejudiced against tiny people and troll faces, Harry. It was the 80s. Everyone was small, Harry. Come on. They had to be small because their hair had to be so big. If you had a tall person with big hair, it'd frighten people. People start getting bigger after the coal miner strike, but you had to be small to get into the mines. Oh, so, yeah, so, they, so everyone was small about then. That's plausible. <laughs> so the first time I heard this song wasn't on now. It was on, I think it was the extra, it was definitely extras. I think it was the Christmas yeah, special. I mean, I've heard of extras. I don't think I've ever actually heard the full song until no. now, but I've heard it on, like, on things. I recognised it. Bit boring, really. Didn't care mm. for it. The video was mental. Well, talk about the video then. Just. Well, I liked his suit. It's got sort of video superimposed on it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was sort of like the video of whatever that other was. It only for love. That terrible. Yes, it was a bit like. It was like yeah, he was like an alien. It was like were all pop stars in their videos in the eighties. Aliens. Do you know who directed that video? No. Um, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese. No. Uh, <laughs> No, it was actually directed by Storm Thorgerson, who was a famous sort of graphic designer and artist. Ah. Designed a lot of the famous Pink Floyd covers, Dark Side of the Moon, that was him. And he directed that video. Did you watch the video? No, because I like hearing your descriptions of it. it, they well, sound... <laughs> it was mainly him just like walking around. At the start, he's wearing like a really bright white suit. Yeah. And it's, he's sort of like holding a stone in his hand that seems to... A magic stop, stone. Stop, yeah, which seems to stop the suit going crazy. And then when he gets well, into a hotel, he sort of lets go of it and his suit sort of has like static on and keeps like... Sort of like a projection suit where things are yeah. showing up. His suit and his hair goes yeah. like 80s style. And then at the end he decides to leave and for some reason is a, accosted by loads of what look like weird possessed 80s people yeah. at the end like singing at him they surround him they sing the song to him and like the dogs I think like they've got the dogs haven't they yeah. and the dogs are like just wagging their tails going woo like, this is great like hello Nick and, uh, and I think they're supposed to be like menacing with the dogs yeah. and the Nick, dogs are just loving it Nick Kershaw just sort of runs off to a big satellite dish and then disappears I guess he's supposed to beam uh, back up to space well satellite dishes were really futuristic in the yeah. 80s weren't yeah. they like oh my god a satellite dish now it's now there was a massive one sitting in Norwich that everyone just ignores now. It's, I don't really understand how it has anything to do with the song because they're sort of singing like wouldn't it be good to be, be in an alien suit and this guy's he should have alien terrified of all he? the scary possessed humans that are coming for him while they're, while they're singing that it's like, well, well like is it because he's such like because he well in his mind at least he's such a big pop star like, <laughs> all these people are like want to be him perhaps that was the, the go-to music video perhaps we'll find on the next one there's some more where <laughs> 80s pop stars are aliens because they're so much better than the normal folk anything else on that song before we move um, on does anyone yeah. know who Nick Kershaw is really he did the riddle really do you remember the riddle no it, it was just I don't know if it was based on a real riddle but it went there's a tree in a river by a hole in the ground and um, I do not know that. Okay, but supposedly there's some treasure buried, and that's the instructions for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that book masquerade. Yeah, this is probably around the time that like the the blood and the holy grail came out. Everyone was getting into their mysteries. I, I don't know much about it, but <laughs> yeah, I know he's not. I know he's not Andy Kershaw, the the DJ. Okay, <laughs> he's not Liz Kershaw, who was one of the presenters on Rise, the uh, ill-fated follow-up to the Big Breakfast on Channel Four. Uh, I think it was called. Uh, Right. Oh yeah, R-I colon. <laughs> I mean, it had a colon in the middle. Yeah. Of course it was doomed. <laughs> yeah. Don't put colons in, in breakfast because people see it and they think, oh, a colon. Like, oh, colons. Oh, I'm eating my eggs and bacon. I don't want to eat my eggs and bacon now. So was it called Rycolons then? What? It's just like oh. Rye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Rycolons. I don't know if you pronounce it. God, we leap about. <laughs> We're like time travellers, aren't we? Yeah. Leaping about here. But, um, yeah, I just don't really know who Nick Kershaw was. Oh, yeah, I just knew that he'd done like these, this song, I think. don't really like what his voice is doing on the verses. I can't really remember it. Oh, there's, there's a weird sort of style of, of underwhelming singing going on in a lot of these male vocalists <laughs> yeah. at the time. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy George, we're getting loads of him. Oh. He's terrible singer. Well, perhaps it's just they didn't like use auto-tune back then. So yeah. Everyone sounds underwhelming they, they compared do. to the... No, but it's not the pitch. Vocals. It's not the pitch. It's just the really half-assed delivery, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that's coming. Is that cut like a hangover from punk? Well, that's what I wondered. Is it that that you know people then felt emboldened at 
You, yeah, you don't really have to like. Didn't have to have talent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just had to have the right suit and or a really hair good guy. name, a really good name like Lamar or something like that. There was like a sort of alright bit in the middle before all the <laughs> solos, but I, just, I can't even remember how. Yeah, that it's bit pretty went. forgettable. Song um, other than the chorus, basically so. all of that that you've just said, you could cut and paste that to my feelings about the Thompson Twins song, which is next. Wait, wait, sorry. I just want to say there was a. In 2009, there was a placebo cover of that song. Oh, it's okay. very, very bad. What, wouldn't it be good? Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be good, but then, like, Brian Molko starts singing. And I forget, like, uh, when he does real people songs and they're yeah. not placebo songs, you go, oh, Christ, your voice is mental. Well, he, he liked it. Yeah. How would that even sound? It's a, you well, got it bad, you don't know how bad I got it. <laughs> but the other thing. The chorus sound. Come on, sing the chorus for me. <laughs> Hang on. A friend in need. Wouldn't it be good to be in your heart, even if it just for just one day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it does sound weird. Sounds like Jim Henson. Cover the frogs. He's a funny little man. He's in him talking to Bad Dad. That <laughs> yeah. And he's sort of going, yeah, you are quite hot for a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, go on, then. Thompson Twins. Uh, I mean, the most interesting thing about them is that they're named after characters from Tintin. You know, oh, I don't. I don't what, mean Thompson and Thompson. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I assumed. Yeah. I always. I've heard of the Thompson twins, and I always assumed they were like brothers or something. And then I saw the video, and I was like, "Oh, it's like a black guy, a white guy, and a woman." <laughs> so I guess they're not brothers. Brother, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> like Mr. Narrow-minded. Well, why can't they be twins? I guess the, the woman and the man could be. I mean, we're practically twins, me and Martin, because we were born six hours apart. And okay, we had different mums yeah, and fathers, <laughs> that's but I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think twins were people that had the same name. So there was another boy called Jake, and I used to, uh, every morning, I'd be like, oh, Jake, you're my twin. And I think he was about 14 and didn't really want a, a five-year-old talking to him. Oh, dear. Because probably he's trying to impress some girl or something. I don't really remember. How did this song even go? Oh, God. See, it's pretty Hold good. me now. Oh, yeah. Oh, hold my heart. Cause was, hold me now. It was sort of okay, and then I was like, oh, it's getting a bit boring. And then towards the end, there was like, a, I think it was the woman singing some falsetto bits. And I was like, yeah. oh, why didn't they have that all the way through? That was the interesting bit, was the falsetto singing. Well... well the half of the song is them just going hold me the last chorus is one and a half minutes long yeah that's where it gets good but <laughs> well, apparently people were disappointed at the time they felt like it was a bit of a drop in quality so I don't know what their previous songs were like mm. but they wanted to write a hit I think that was I mean it had like some interesting point. like percussion and, and stuff in that it wasn't did. just like a drum machine like you get on quite a lot of these sort of Eve pop songs but yeah it was sort of just sort of looped round and round mm. and got boring quickly. Yeah. That, I was thinking about this and I, I, I think, to me, the greatest sin that a pop song can commit is being boring. I mean, I think pop should be exciting and, and everything. And if, if it's just forgettable and, and dull, what's that about? Yeah. That's no good. They probably should have just made a minute and a half long song that was the final chorus. <laughs> Would have been all right. Wouldn't it be good if that song was just a minute and a half long? Wouldn't it be good if the song was a minute and a half long? Yeah, it doesn't scan so well. The percussion lady's interesting. She was. I, did she have? Was she bald or something? She had some weird hair. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, to be honest, I can't really remember. But my, I, just the note says, "I hope she's okay." <laughs> <laughs> so then like, I looked. I looked online about her to like make sure she wasn't dead and I found out some interesting stuff about her yeah she dead um, no well that's interesting she was a Kiwi she's from New Zealand she was a oh that kind of Kiwi <laughs> yeah it's less interesting <laughs> yeah, well, well Kiwis aren't the thing is it would be weird if she was a Kiwi because Kiwis are a bit fuzzy and hairy aren't they so yeah you know, that's why they have to shave her all the time yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why she looks so weird yeah <laughs> 
But yeah, she's ended up being sort of an activist against like genetic engineering in foods, and she uh, she co-founded Mothers Against Genetic Engineering in Food and the Environment, or MAGE for short. Mage? Wouldn't it be Mage? Well, no, she's put a little D in there because it's like... Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) I guess the little D is from the the end of food? No, but then... Oh, that's... No, you can't because you've got to have the G from genetics first. No, 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 no. So she's she's literally just shoved it in. It's like a little D as well. Shoved it in. Poor practice, that is. Alana Curry, that was her name. Oh, it's got like the classic 80s vocal harmony where someone sings like this and someone sings like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you watch the video? Yeah, the video match cop. Not really, it's just sort of them standing like, on different sort Boring. of height stages. Occasionally, one of them uh, will be playing a bass, the bass player guy, and then occasionally he'll be like hitting a drum or Blinky something blonky thing yeah. Yeah. so I guess they didn't have Queen's budget and no. I suppose they, they probably as yeah. this was their hit you know when they were doing the video they hadn't had a hit so yeah I don't know much about the Thompson Twins either That's, these are all people that like are uh, they in the let's hearing... see yeah I think they are I'm, I'm going to yeah. consult the Encyclopedia of New Wave <laughs> by Daniel Buckspan uh, which I got for 20p from a car boot sale Isn't it like bands Nick Kershaw Thomas Dolby the Thompson Twins Orange the Juice or whatever they call them Orange the Juice they're orange just called Orange Juice. Juice I don't know I've never heard them are they here come on yeah they are in between the the and uh, till Tuesday so years active 1977 to 1993 in 1984 the group released Into the Gap which became their US breakthrough on the strength of the ballad Hold Me Now <laughs> then usual thing their fortunes start to fade then they stop the Thompson Twins and re in 1994 with a new group called Babel 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 and yet it mentions the Mothers Against Genetic Engineering and Food and the Environment again does it mention that the acronym is MADGE? no but it says oh. it caused a stir when they posted billboards all over New Zealand featuring a four breasted woman hooked up oh. to a milking machine crikey mm. sounds hot I don't really know what that's, that's not, but that's not genetic engineering. Where can that's, I find this picture? Is that what they were worried about? That if you genetically engineer, it's going to genetically engineer women to have four breasts and be milked? I don't know. I, I'd be worried if that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Oh, dear. From what I can see of the New Wave encyclopedia, that New Wave was all about having a, a appropriate haircut. Yeah. Is that why have... a lot of these bands didn't bother, like continuing on past the 80s because New Wave went out of fashion and they weren't willing to change their hair I think what it is is like if you're handsome enough you're a pop band if you're not you're New Wave (laughs) okay okay Matt Bianco what the hell (laughs) I <laughs> I thought you were gonna like this, Martin. You thought I was gonna like it? Yeah. Why? I thought I was gonna have to shout at you. Because I like the human league. You're the guys that likes Lamal. <laughs> what no? Catch a goo goo or whatever it was. I still don't quite uh, understand. Uh, my one. first thoughts hearing this song were just, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I, I thought it was terrible. Why yeah. do you think I'd like this? Because it's like quirky, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's he, too quirky. Yeah, it's quirky, though. but it's, it's gone over acceptably quirky levels. It's just, and it's horrible hearing like I saw. It'd probably be all right played played on like kind of jazzy instruments, but with all the synth sounds, ah, oh. uh, it's annoying, isn't it? It is. Yeah, um, I, I've learned a new phrase from this: sophisti pop. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and then it listed some other things that were sophisti pop. I think the Human League was one of them. And I was like, right, okay, well, I know that I definitely don't like that subject. Well, that last Human League one was good. This isn't good. There's <laughs> yeah. a big difference. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't got much else apart from uh, no. the Saturday Well, we don't have to spend story. ages talking well, about every well, song. Yeah, well, 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 <laughs> I haven't got anything apart from the Saturday Superstore incident. If you haven't got oh, anything oh, on hang that, on. Well, or if you haven't got anything on that. Uh, then... No, no, well, I'll, I'll just <laughs> say quickly that it was, it was used as the theme tune by the long-running New Zealand children's breakfast show What Now? Uh, yeah. And also that... When I read that, though, I was sort of like, 
oh yeah yeah this will definitely work for that like I think it's <laughs> yeah it's pr- it works pretty yeah. well as like a kids yeah. TV yeah, theme song yeah. but yeah. not as a song I yeah. want to listen and, to and uh, Matt, Matt Bianco is not person but a band yeah that surprised yeah. me and apparently Matt Bianco was a made up spy a secret agent we love spy TV themes and film scores someone out of the band said that yeah yeah um <laughs> On Saturday Superstore in yeah. 1984, a man called Simon Roberts uh, phoned in onto the Saturday Superstore and asked, well, was supposed to ask Matt Bianco a question, I guess, but he just called them a bunch of wankers live <laughs> on air. Oh, no. Which, like, it, fair enough, really. Is, is video of that available? Um, I don't know. Wow. Wow. I haven't looked. It's, it's, it's not on the internet. I want to see that. The way you're talking about it sounds like it's a legendary incident. Uh, well, it's, it, so, is, it, it is. It is. It's like the Bill Grundy Sex Pistols on Bill Grundy of the eighties, and like means I get to type in Matt Bianco wankers Saturday uh, Superstore. You know yeah. that's good. You might not have to write that much in. Live oh, yes, phone. Here we go. Yeah. 14, 14 seconds of uh, joy. I hope. Hello, Simon. You're through to Matt Bianco. Hello, Matt Bianco. Well, the studio, the studio audience enjoyed it. You see, yeah. they can care. I mean, they, they, they are a bunch of wankers going by this song, to be fair. Can we move on from Matt Bianco, please? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were all in agreement. It's a bad song. To be fair, though... I was it's, like, it's bafflingly bad. I That's what I find. listening to this with, with my housemate, Robbie, and, and he, he said he quite enjoyed it. <laughs> he That's it why he's fun. not on the podcast. He thought that was fun and cheeky. Um, <laughs> it's irritating. It kind of blended into the next song for me, in a way. The Carmel song that comes next. Oh God, I f- find it hard to remember. Well, this I song have I found to say about it. like well, it was sort of promising. I was like, "Oh, there's some nice singing. It's quite a nice arrangement." <laughs> it's a, but, but then it was just about 15 seconds looped round and round and round and round and didn't do anything else, and like, it got pretty boring quick. It's only just over three minutes, but it felt like it was going on for about six or seven because it just didn't really change. I watched a video for it, and that was pretty bad too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were driving the van around in the snow then it goes all colour I'm guessing previously yeah. it was in black and white and she sort of picked up because isn't Carmel they're a group but it's like the lead singers uh, yeah. called Carmel or something and the, the backup singer she picked up on the way there is like one sort of young attractive one and then one that looked like it was her mum or something like <laughs> 80s mum just seemed weird well uh, interestingly because the song's called More 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 that backing singer actually um formed an activist group in the 90s called MORE, which stood for uh, Mothers Opposed to Radioactive Engineering. Is that true? <laughs> Is that no, no, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a much better attempt at a vintage sound than Collins did. Honestly. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they got that pretty good. But um, it didn't go anywhere. No, not <laughs> really. That was the yeah. thing about it. So when it came on, I was sort of like, hey, this sounds like it could be good. And then it just it's, did yeah. the same thing. It's just a standard sort of rock and roll job, isn't it? Mm. She's got like a nice voice, but she doesn't really kind of do anything with it. It's not the song I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be that. Yeah, oh, yeah oh, I thought oh, it was going to be. How do you like it? How do you like it? No. Yeah, it's not that. Better edited than some previous band videos. Like, there was some stuff going on. It wasn't just them playing. Yeah. It looked like they hadn't spent a lot of money, but they'd, like, <clears> done <throat> well with what they had. Okay, they had yeah. a pickup like truck, truck and, like, some 50s outfits, and they managed okay. to put together a pretty decent video. And I think this was their biggest hit in the UK, but mm. they got they were quite big in France. Their albums sold a lot, a lot of copies in France. Not particularly, sadly. That's... The last would be seeing a Carmel. Yay! You, 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 might, you might be. Uh, you'll be delighted to hear that that is the last we'll see of Matt Bianco as well. Oh, good, because they're wankers. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably what killed their career. I mean, after that, everyone's like, they you know go and play a gig, and everyone just go, "Oh, you're those wankers, aren't you?" They could have done a song called "We're the Wankers" or something. It would have been good. Do 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 with wankers. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right <laughs> itself. <laughs> My name is Michael Payne. 
Should we talk about the next song? The, another disappointing madness song? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, um, yeah. I listened to this, I'd just like to say, because I was thinking, God, even Suggs can't be bothered on this song. And actually, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's no, not it's Suggs. Singing. No, it's uh, Carl Smith. Yeah. Um, so what could Suggs do, you know? Well, I'm going to tell you a story about the video, which will show you about how fussed they were about the song. So uh, Mike Barson, who's the main piano player and writer, He's absent for much of the video. He had a plane to catch and couldn't stay for the whole filming session. So he couldn't even probably like, uh, I think with Magnus, because their early songs were such fun and, you know, all energetic and stuff, it's just really disappointing to hear them just doing... Being serious. Being serious. Yeah. Doing, Isn't it's all about, like, the spy and the IRA or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. um, there's a line in there, actually. I see a shadow and call out to try and warn him. He didn't seem to hear. That's because shadows can't actually hear. They don't have ears. <laughs> shadow or brain or anything. So I think I think that might be where. Oh yeah, shadow. Yeah, yeah. Well, shadow could hear until the point when uh, his neck got so big from steroids that it actually eclipsed his ears. <laughs> Which is why he was he, totally he was actually yeah he was actually fired from gladiators for for doing steroids. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cocaine. Yeah. Well, it's probably both. But um, I mean, he did so much, he had to bash it off his helmet at the hell, start. Hell of a mix. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's all right to do... <laughs> no, it's, it's okay to do cocaine on gladiators. It's bad to do steroids because it's, it's athletic, so it's cheating. But if anything, cocaine isn't, you know... It's not really related to cheating in sports, is it? So you can yeah, do It makes that. you really chatty, though, doesn't it? So yeah. He's probably giving it all that, giving it all that tough talk for, <laughs> psyching him out. Right, he had the psychological he had to, edge. But he, he, just had, he had to compete him. with Wolf, you know, and, and Wolf was such a beloved rogue that... Uh, yeah, he was on speed, though, wasn't he, Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine is on this song, and it's yeah. still boring, even with Michael Caine yeah, saying, my name's Michael didn't Caine. did actually record it for the song specifically as well, rather than he them did. take it from other things? And he originally turned them down, but his daughter was like, no, yeah. Dad, Michael, Michael, Michael Caine is really big. So yeah, yeah. Dad, you're really big. Dad, <laughs> Dad you're really yeah, big. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, Madness are really big. You need to do it. Like. The video, I noticed it had the thing that you were talking about last time, where they had to start the video with some sort of really crap little cheeky yeah. joke. Where he came up to one of them, got to the camera and did a Michael Caine impression, and was all like, oh, Wikipedia said it's their first serious video. He said something like... Well, the rest of the video is quite serious, but they have to do a bit before the song starts where a guy, one of them, like pulls up in a car and does a bad Michael Caine impression. He says, nothing worse than a stinking murder in the grass. And that goes for litter bugs too. God, oh. blimey trousers. <laughs> oh, God, fucking hell. And then, and then the song starts. But the video, yeah, is quite serious as well. It's, yeah. It's like a, a spy drama-y thing. Yeah, guys sort of living in a grey box, all yeah. shitty, and then madness running and beat him up and, like, drag him off. Yeah. They thought they were the nutty boys. They should be having fun. Yeah, they shouldn't be... Maybe in an alternate dimension... They got Michael Caine in earlier and he did, like, maybe, you know, the vocals on Baggy Trousers or something. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Baggy Trousers. <laughs> baggy Trousers. Baggy Trousers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't think I've ever heard this song before. No, I've never heard of it. I don't even think it would be on the Best of Madness. Not unless they made well, it, it two discs. It isn't on the Best of Madness because I used to have the Best of Madness. Ah, yeah. Well, it it's not the Best of Madness. And it didn't it? have the one off the last now on either. Uh, not good enough. Yeah. They've, they're done they've spent force already they are, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they limped on for that much longer alright we've, we've spilled enough words is there anything else on, on that song there is not uh, in that case no we no. start to get to the good songs now don't we well I remember we were talking about the minor strike earlier and, and socialism and that and I asked you to hold that thought all I needed was the love you The next song, Only You, as well yeah. as being the Christmas number one in 1983, was reportedly one of Margaret Thatcher's yeah. favourite songs. The fact that it's been noted with irony, so that's why I'm going to do it in speech marks, you can't see, but due to the band's socialist views. And then I, I haven't put punctuation in here, so what it actually says is, a fact that it's been noted with irony due to the band's socialist views, Yazoo. 
Well, aren't they called the Flying Pickets because of <coughs> the picketing they did about the minor strike or something? Oh, I didn't think yeah, that. I think, that's, I think that's what yeah. I read. Yeah. I wonder if it it's tells me in the encyclopedia. A new wave. I don't think the Flying Pickets a new wave, are they? I just think it's no, nice. It's 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 nice, even though it's sort of quite an eighties overproduced type of thing. It's just it's it's rare that an a cappella song charts, and that's, yeah. I like that. I think I read that, that they were all actors. That, yeah. that got together to do the group. This is the first a cappella number one in the UK. Is it? Yeah. Was there a second one? It doesn't say. Do we know? I mean, how, you're, you're how a big long? fan of a cappella songs, aren't you, Martin? Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's any ones that got to number one. No, I'm not. I'm not testing your knowledge. I'm just saying you like a, a good oh, yeah, a cappella song. I love this. You know, I've listened to this one quite a lot already, so I knew, yeah. knew this one quite well. It's pretty good. There's not much of a good flying picket like stuff it. though. But I think I looked at a list of the members. I think there's been like 26 members of the flying pickets. That's where well, I've got 27. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they just got a new one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think they are still going, and I think it said like the original lineup. No one from the original lineup's been in it since 1990. Right. Uh, so it's one of those ones. Because I got like a greatest hits of the Flying Pickets, and there was like two songs that sounded like they were sung by these guys, mm. and then after that, it just sounded like completely different people singing. Yeah. It's like just a standard a cappella group. It's. Um, um, but the, that guy, the main guy from it, he was uh, in Emmerdale and Coronation mm-hmm. Street as oh, a yeah. reoccurring character, and he was in Twin Town. Twin Town, yeah. Twin yeah. Town. I, uh, I think he's in a lot of Welsh. TV shows it said as well so he's had like an acting okay. career since is he in, since. Is he in Bobbly Quim uh, I don't know uh, it's funny that you <laughs> mention Emmerdale because I have a, a recurring dream actually which happened again last night in fact where I'm offered a part in Emmerdale and I turn it down because I don't want to tr- I don't want to commute from Norfolk to wherever they film Emmerdale. Uh, Emmerdale Farm, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's filmed. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, Emmerdale was Emmerdale Farm at this time, you know. Yeah, true. True. Before oh, it. Different time, isn't it? It's mad, mad world. Yeah. 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 We but, call them uh, murderers now, don't we? But, <laughs> do we? <laughs> yeah, farmers. I think... Well, I like both. I like the original version of this. Song. Oh, the original's and, by... And I like yeah, the cover, so I don't... I guess it was fairly recent that the original one had come yeah, out. Yeah, it was done. written by Vince Clark from Yazoo, who was also in Depeche Mode. So that's nice. I like Only You. That's... Yeah. Now, we're, now we're getting to the good stuff. Oh, we've got another banger next, if it's uh, what I think it is. Nina. Yeah. Isn't what I thought it was then. 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. Solid classic. Fair bit to say about this, really, isn't there? It's a good song. That they don't like the British version. No. They don't like the English language because it's too overtly a, a protest song. No, it's not di- It's not a direct translation, apparently. Yeah, but so, I think yeah. they said to the translation, yeah, was too sort of obvious. They've never played it live. Yeah. Yeah, really don't ever bother. They do it in German live. They do it in German live yeah. because yeah. apparently that song is on all six of Nina's uh, live yeah. albums. But apparently they've never never sung it in English live. So. Well, if they didn't like the English lyrics, they should have rewritten them themselves, yeah? You can definitely tell English isn't the first language when she's singing in English. Or I like that. I like oh, yeah, that. I'm not saying it's it sounds nice. bad, but you can tell. It's a bit of an epic as well. It's not sort of title of clicks of the heart, but you know, if you compare it to Matt Bianco, it's, it's got a nice little... Bits where it kind of breaks down to a nice keyboard yeah. pad and her singing. You know. Oh, the bass on it as well. It's, yeah, it's that bass is ridiculous. So good. Bass great playing there. Great. Definitely. I, uh, reminds me of uh, playing Donkey Konga, <laughs> the rhythm action game on Nintendo. This is one of the songs on there. I used to play that loads. I've never met anyone who doesn't like this song. I mean, to be fair, I don't usually ask people their opinions on the song, but, but everything I've heard has been good. <laughs> don't really know why they're dressed as a metal band it's the 80s <coughs> and from Germany yeah That's, that was the fashion um, like it said that there was bits where they're sort of doing the bit you know where they're playing and the explosions are happening yeah and they thought like well this is getting a bit out of hand and they all run off but like I couldn't really see that bit in the video <laughs> even though they talked they talked about it on Wikipedia Okay, I know I can't say I noticed that in the video. No, no. I, I might have been in the German version. We're missing out, I think, by not having the no, German um, version. I always thought that they she did a German bit in in it, but I think that's just what 
whatever that band is what, that covered the it. Pop, yeah, the pop band that did yeah. it. Well, see, Nina was a band, but but Nina Kerner was a member, and they've actually got quite sensible haircuts for the eighties. So is that? I think uh, is that what they? Yeah, that's because uh, you know. But so not, although this because they're German, it's all the British yeah. bands that have the stupid big crazy hair. They're really successful in Germany, unsurprisingly. Uh, they're obviously only really known for that song over here. Is that the thing to do in the 80s as well? It's Carmel, a band, but they just called it Carmel after the lead singer, and this band's called yeah. Nina. Yeah, and the Flying Pickets were named after their singer, Gary Flying Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> well, He's you say that, I did read one of them was called Red Stripe. <laughs> Red what? Stripe? Yeah, that wasn't his real name, but that was like his name nice. in the band was Red Stripe. <laughs> I think he's the one that has like all the eye makeup on and like weird earrings and stuff in the video. That's the last we'll be seeing in Nina. Good song. Yeah, well, maybe if we do but now, what a, now what that's a, like what a music in Germany. Exit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Should we talk about Cindy Lauper? Yeah. Cindy Lauper. Yes. Yeah. Well, now we're getting to the hits. <laughs> I mean, this is a good one. I like this a lot. I do. It's a good, fun song. It's, it's interesting that it was originally written by Robert Hazard. Yeah. Whose version was written from a male's point of view and was about women in the bedroom. Yeah. She didn't originally yeah. want to sing it because of its meaning. So she sort of changed it to be a bit more feminist. She must have changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's not not that much has changed. Have you listened well, to the original? Well, the original. Well, the original well, was well, called it "Girls Just Want to Be My Sex Slave." Was it? No, was no, it? no, it was no. "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." It's yeah, just, yeah, but yeah, but it's like, she must have changed the verses quite a lot because it. No, have it's been... not that different. There's a few little changes, but you know. Mm. Hold on, shall we listen to it? But it wouldn't make sense. Hold on, let's pause this. Let's, let's pause. Let's, let's listen to it because oh. I listened to it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Listen to the whole song. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's on YouTube if you want to listen to the whole thing. Robert Hazard, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It's a very different arrangement. It's more kind of punky and he's yeah. singing a bit Brian Ferry-ish. The actual Cindy Lauper version is a lot funkier. It's got a great little uh, chord riff uh, and, and one of the best opening sound effects, I think. You know, it's got that at the start of it. It's it really good. It is strange how you can take a song by a man about how women just want to have sex with him and yeah. he doesn't want to be tied down to one woman and change a couple of lyrics and turn it into like a feminist anthem. <laughs> it's really weird that that's the original original song. Is just that is is Cindy Lauper's sort of? She's a very distinctive singer, isn't she? Oh yeah. The variety of releases of the single includes an Austrian uh, birthday card with a, in Austria they released it as a birthday card with a three inch CD of the song inside but that's pretty cool did you, it is quite cool did you hear I listened to as well the it was called like Hey Now Girls Just Wanna Have Fun that Cindy Lauper released in like 97 and it's sort of like a re-release of this song but in like a reggae style oh nice oh it's really bad it's really bad um Hold on, I'll find it for you. Listen, you can listen to a tiny little bit. I liked Captain Lou Albano in the video. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I, I, I liked Captain Lou Albano in the video. Who's Captain Lou Albano? <coughs> He's was a wrestling manager. Yeah, uh, yeah it's okay. This was around the time that Cindy Lauper was involved in wrestling as well. I'll look, give you a little blast of the reggae version she did. This. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it, I was like, what? And I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I remember this. God's bad. Oh, why did you think this was a good idea? I thought you'd like it, you love you love rubbish right reggae, Martin. Yeah, this is really bad reggae, this isn't good. So, uh, no red, red wine, is it? Her debut album that that came from, she's so unusual, apparently, went platinum six times. Wow. Six times over. Platinum's what, like a million sales or something? It depends on the country. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. It, it was. It had four top ten hits in America, including that one. And, um, yeah, it's good. It's a good song to do on SingStar as well. Yeah. It's different <laughs> bits of the backing vocals in the end. She, she had a good look as well. I like Cindy Lauper. Look at her. She was like a in slightly... The encyclopedia of New Wave. She's she looking was a, good. She kind of felt like a, a slight... Not edgier, but slightly less polished Madonna in a way. Like mm. She's around the same... I'll come to that in a minute, actually, I think. 
Um, Punk are Donner. we still talking about this song? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought, like, yeah, I liked the, the video. It was pretty good. She leads them all in like a little conga line through her house. Oh, yeah. and, and Captain Lou's cutting a promo on them all. Uh, some of her like sort of friends that she does her singing bit with, they're quite attractive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, and they I just like want to have fun. The bit, the bit where it's got like the bubbly bit, and it's got like bubbles in the video as well. Yeah, that was good. I liked when they're all at the end putting their sunglasses on, and one of them does it all crooked. Like I say, I was listening to this yesterday, and my husband Robbie was in the room. He did turn to me and say, "What makes this song so good?" <laughs> he thought it was really good, but he couldn't work out what he liked about it so much that made it so good. Well, I mean, it's in accord with its title. Girls want to have fun. It's a really fun it song. It is really fun. She really puts a load into her performance. It's got a cool guitar. It's got it's got all that stuff. Yeah, it's just just great, great stuff. My guy's mad at me. Which uh, brings us on to Tracy Ullman, who featured in the last episode with a song that I've already forgotten what it's called. Uh, my guy, they, my they, guy's no, mad oh, at me. No, no, no. It was uh, the they, they're talking or something like that. Oh, they don't know about. They us. don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they don't know about us. This to me has more of the kind of air of this um, thing that she she was an actor who then did a bit of music. It's a very manner performance. It kind of sounds like she's trying to do it as Nancy from Oliver. Well, I watched the advert for the first now. Yeah. And she does the narration on it. And that is like her, I don't know if that's her character, but she's all like, Hello there, I'm just like a little cockney girl and I'm talking like this and doing all that. So, like how she sings that song. So yeah. I think that's like her act or that's like uh, how yeah, she yeah. really is. But that puts me off because it, it doesn't feel very naturalistic. It just... <sighs> It was like really bad. Like it was horrible. Sort of like a school play. Like the, chore- the choreography <laughs> was like ridiculous. So she clearly can't like sing or dance, and she's sort of doing a big singy dance thing. Yeah. I think she made the right decision by putting the orchestra on it and stuff. That like, she probably didn't make that decision. Actually... I'm sure someone else made that decision for her. <laughs> I, do, I don't dislike the song. I because um, it was a madness song, and uh, I. I quite like the madness. Yeah, I think version. I read it's that the fun. bass player from Madness is playing bass on it. Yeah, I read something well. like that. Yeah, it kind of works as a as a girls' song as well yeah. as boys. Although, like, she sounds quite all right. You know, she just wants to stay in all the time. Fantastic. Yeah, she does <laughs> sound pretty good. Actually, yeah. I, I like that though because that's what I'm like. I just yeah. like to stay at home. Uh, and that's what I mean. I don't like yeah. going out and doing stuff. Yeah, she sounds good to me. So, Tracy Ullman, if you're listening. You know, yeah. get in contact. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, stay if, indoors. If saying that your your song was like a school play and very mannered. Hey, I didn't say already, that. That's what you uh, guys said. Oh, I see. So I've lost. I've blown my, my <laughs> yeah. chance. Almond's <laughs> mine. You have. Yeah. <laughs> I like the upside down room. That reminded me of the restaurant calendars in in Beaufort. <laughs> Which is now like what, like a hungry horse or something? Well, a niche reference. I didn't even. Know it's interesting you say upside down because. The Matt Bianco song kind of reminded me of the theme tune from Mike and Angelo. Did you ever see that? It's, oh, yeah, it's I a strange show with an alien yeah. who spends his time on the ceiling. Yeah, there was a lot of an alien lives in my house with me, wasn't there? Was, there was that was what Alf. On earth? Alf was about Alf, Alf yeah. yeah. What on earth? The guy with the green ears. Yeah, so Harry and the I guess that's an alien so much. No, so. but Harry and Nair, can I just say? Ah, uh, that's the most amazing concept for a sitcom. Someone sat there and was like, you know what would be a really good sitcom if, like, there was a family and they had a Bigfoot living with them? Yeah. <laughs> I guess they just liked aliens a lot back then because the music videos seemed to be And they had to hide aliens. them. Oh, yeah. man. Pop, pop stars are aliens. Aliens living with people. People just really liked aliens. Aliens and nuclear war. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're both yeah. still pretty big these days, aliens and nuclear war. Some things never go out of fashion. Like Tracy Ullman, she's <laughs> she's not trying to be funny. I, I don't get why she's trying to be a pop star. Is it just because she's really famous at the moment? Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, I can't, you can't blame her. If like, it's it's a common thing for actors to want to become musicians or vice versa. You know, some people, you know, could can do both. Like that guy from Thirty Seconds to Mars, he he can do both. Keanu Reeves, 
with his fan talk stuff. Oh, come on. <laughs> ice Cube. What about Ice Cube? Yeah. My yeah. Steph. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think probably r- rappers probably make quite good actors because there, there is an, uh, an element of acting to uh, be. Whoa, 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 No, no. They're legitimate gangsters. No, I'm not saying they're not legitimate. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of, it is, you have to do like a kind of performance for it to work. Are we done there? Yeah, Lorper. Oh uh, no, hang on. Oh hang no, on. Lorper. oh no, Lorper. Sorry, Allman. I don't want to forgotten Allman. Sorry about that. <sighs> this is the last we're gonna see of Tracy Allman. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy. Well, we've that. had. She's been on two nows in a row. I mean, any more would be Me, great. Bit of fluff. A bit of fluff, but it's not. Not like, her, like the music. And well, <laughs> she's a bit of fluff, and the music is. Uh, I think, especially on this one, I think that is probably one of like. <laughs> Not not one of the worst songs to listen to. I'd prefer to listen to it than Matt Bianco. Break my stride. Oh yes, it's I think it's, all right, isn't it? it's interesting. I love this song. It's a song. It's got a chorus. I think it's one of those choruses that occasionally I'll remember it and have no idea what song it's from. Yeah, yeah, and I've you know I've I listened to this quite recently because I was watching a, a Botchamania where it was used in a thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot about that song and looked it up. And like, yeah, it's good. it really reminds me of uh, a letting down under. It's like Men at Work yeah. on the last one. I always yeah. sort of group these songs in my head together. It actually reminds song. me of uh, a bit of music from Tom's the Tank Engine. The start of it does the the verse is very sort of chromatic. It's like there's no real like key to it, is it? The guy, the guy who sings it does look like he could present children's TV. Right? <coughs> he looks like Mario in, he his, does. in his outfit and moustache in the video. Great really. afro and tash combination yeah. there. Going. He looks more like Mario than uh, Bob Hoskins does. I tell, you, I tell you what, I bet no one had like posters of him on their wall. Like They'd have posters of the new wave bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy doesn't. He looks like. A, I'm yeah. just gonna. He does look like a star. plumber. Really, <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't look like a pop star. <laughs> it's about a woman. He's he likes this woman, but she just sort of want to keep going off and doing her thing. It's like one of them sort of. Ones. The girls just want to have fun, Harry. It's not all them ones on. T- it's not all them ones on Tinder that like. Oh, come travel the world with me. I'm like, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather like stay in and watch TV <laughs> yes like some really bad um, miming in the video yep Always. and it looked like they were doing it on the set of That's All by uh, Genesis well so it was in the last one wasn't it it, it was, was like yeah. a tramp it was oh, okay. a trampy so uh, Matthew Wilder was born Matthew Weiner and uh, <laughs> he, he had a brief stint in the 1970s <laughs> As part of the folk duo Matthew and Peter, so he did <laughs> reinvent himself a lot. Ah. That picture you've got in there, though, he looks way more cool and handsome than he was in the video. He <laughs> doesn't. You the video. He doesn't. He's got like a... you just you wait till you see him in the video, <laughs> Jacob. What does he look like in this book? Look, he's got a pointy chin, and uh, yeah, he does look much more handsome there. He stayed in the music industry, most notably producing No Doubt's 1995 breakthrough album Tragic Kingdom, oh. and earning an Oscar nomination. I mean, for his work on the soundtrack to the animated 1998 Disney film Mulan. Mulan, yeah, I've got Mulan. And he's produced Alice for Aguilera and Kelly Clarkson. And uh, Hayden Panettiere, who's the cheerleader in uh, Heroes. She's a pop star now? I don't know. I think I'd be able to produce something for Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I see what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got much worse things to say about... I think Harry's got much worse things to say about the next person anyway. What, Julia and company? Oh, no, no, that's a great song. I thought it was... Uh, that's living all right. Oh, God, that no, was next. Not, we've got Julia and company. No, I really like... Uh, I mean, it's not a massively memorable song, but it's just a really fun disco sort of number. Oh, I didn't like it. I thought yeah, it once again, it was repetitive. The thing had a good voice, but it didn't really do much. It's the dying of disco, isn't it? I, uh, yeah, I thought... Good good vocals but nothing really sort of strong yeah, about the, it the singing was good 
Yeah, there's not very much information about them either. Are yeah. there two singles that charted in the UK singles chart? Oh. Well, this was number, got to number 15. Yeah, okay. their other one got to number 56. Ah, so uh, well, that's not really happening. in the charts. I don't know why they have that bottom bit of the charts, you know. <laughs> No. Should we talk about that's living alright? Are we done with Jim? Oh, yeah. um, I don't. Yeah, I haven't got anything else to say about breaking down. So that's living alright was the opening closing. Oh, 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 hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Back oh, up. This Carrie, hang Carrie's on. new new signature <laughs> move. To, once yeah. we've moved on, go. Actually, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> One more thing. Signal. Doing a Columbo. One more thing. <laughs> One more. Thing. <laughs> that's that's the last we'll be seeing of Julia or uh-huh. her company. I read that, that That's Living Alright was the opening and closing theme music for Alpha Vida Champette and I thought, bloody hell, that's a bit light-hearted. And then I realised that I was I was confusing Alpha Vida Champette for Boys From The Black stuff, the, the grittier <laughs> drama in the 80s yeah, about people not being able to find work. I mean, I don't uh, know that. <laughs> no, well, it was like really bleak and realistic and gritty. So I thought, I can't believe this is the theme tune. And then I remember that I've been a champagne. It's, it's like yeah, more of a comedy Jimmy with Nail, isn't it? Jimmy oh, Nail yeah. and that other guy was in it. I've never really watched it. I remember my dad used to watch it. But I just know of my TV theme song mega pack of TV theme songs I like to listen to. And I heard that on I heard this song on that first. So when I saw it was on this album, I was like, what the, What is this doing on a Now album? It's yeah, the song yeah. from Avida St. Pat. It's horrible. It's... But the guy who did it, oh, I like it. I think it's you really like funny. This? Yeah, it's good fun. Fucking hell. It's not like this a, is. Terrible, great song. It's funny. I like the lyrics. I walking all day for a packet of pee. No. I think it would go well. To the way. I'd, oh, I'd, I'd probably add it to my Cockney medley. Yeah. If I heard this song and it wasn't like on a feed the same pad, I'd probably yeah. be like, "What is this?" But because I know it's like you know a song written especially for it, I quite like it. The lyrics work. It's, um, it's sort of got the right tone. Well, you say about the lyrics, pad. but I I can't condone the bit that says. Working all day for a packet of pay and send a little back to the wife. Yeah. No. You've got to keep some for some beers, don't you? No, no. Well, you're out, out. No, I think he's. I think he's pulling a fast one on his wife I here. Have you ever watched a video? Sending tiny bit. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just going by the lyrics. I remember they had a revival. I remember that people liked it. Uh, you know, Jimmy Nail was in it. I know that. But I'm just going on the lyrics and and. Don't build your marriage on being deceptive about your finances. It was the eighties. I told you it was a different time. It wasn't so, that different. That's what everyone did in the eighties. I watched the video of this guy singing it, and it's brilliant because he just looks like Jeremy Beadle, the singer of this song. Nice. Uh, yeah. I thought he looked like Caveman Sam off Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like a pop star. He's certainly not got the eighties uh, hair. He looks and like fashion. someone else. He's like a cross between Jeremy Beadle and. Someone else I can't put my finger on. In this video, he's just minding the whole way through while people are throwing balloons at him and it looks like he starts to get a bit annoyed at one point. The uh, drummer's got a really nice shirt on. This is like quite fun, this song, whereas a lot of the other songs on this are just boring and repetitive, so I'd probably prefer to yep. listen to this for its humour. This is where I... To more, 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 or fun. It's got a cheeky, cheeky little sense of humour to it. Well, it peaked at number three in the British charts. Good. Um, he shares his name with a baseball player from the uh, late 19th century. He also, shares it. Do they have to like... Yeah. He gets it one weekend. And then, yeah. <laughs> he also shares his name with a, a Liverpool manager, Joe Fagan. And he also gets confused with Michael Fagan, who broke into Buckingham Palace and sat on the Queen's <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, living all right. This was utter shit. I hated it completely. It was terrible. Okay. I think it's, I thought it was fun. <laughs> no. Two against this, one. This is this is the last we're seeing of Joe Fagan and I'm fucking happy. And Matthew Wild is not coming back either, which is a shame. Yeah, but what about when we do the Alfida Champet podcast? Yeah, now that's why I got Alfida Champet. That's oh, gonna be great. I won't be doing that one. Okay. So the next song, <laughs> if you're happy to move on, I don't is understand what Harry has against the working class man. I d- dislike this song so much. Understand this As a working what class man myself, what, I can relate to this. What genre is that? Like, he doesn't sing like that. Is it glam rock? Is it like what genre? It's not glam rock. It's what is it? Cockney. It's pub rock. Yeah, pub rock. Good, honest working blokes would listen to in the pub. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know in your wine bars. It's horrible. (laughs) It's fucking horrible. 
well, there you go. That's the informed opinion there. He hates the working classes, Harry. This is the bit people like. This is the bit people like. chocolate see this this is a forgettable song it is but I prefer to listen to Joe Fagan again but it does win my award for the most egregious sax solo on this volume of now it's got a horrible unnecessary sleazy sax solo so well done hot chocolate it's basically it's not the song from the full Monty that's the problem with it you know I believe in miracles there's that one and then there's what is it 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 started with a kiss as well they're like the two hot chocolate songs that are sort of yeah it's a bit like with madness because we've started in 1983 we're hearing the the worst of hot chocolate really Mm, I've got saxophone saxophone (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's what they should have called it that's That's what I'm going to call that's a good name for a song saxophone (laughs) There's, it got to number 13 I, I didn't think it sounded like hot chocolate until he it sort of went whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh there yeah it is them yeah <laughs> I don't know why but I can't when I try and picture the guy from hot chocolate I just always now picture Howard from the Halifax adverts <laughs> <laughs> did he do a cover of it for Halifax was it like I believe in bank accounts <laughs> yeah I think he might have done I don't know if but not you should pitch that <laughs> I kept calling him Errol Flynn by accident. <laughs> What's he really called? Errol Brown and... No, he's called Hot Chocolate. Mr Chocolate. <laughs> they've had a titload of... Um, titload? Like <laughs> flying pickets. They've had loads of members. They're still going now without Errol Brown. Yeah. And he's like, there's been loads of them. He's the only member of Hot Chocolate with a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they had a hit every single year from 1970 to 1984 so this is this, this is, is the last one the, and yeah, this is probably why they didn't have any more hits mm, they did this. but they're just not as often it's just boring it's a boring boring song yeah it's really boring and yeah. then the next song this is the sort of song reserved for the boring end, end as well my bird of I lump uh, it in with Bird of Paradise. Oh, yeah, this, Why, this was really bad. Dull, the only entertainment dull. I got out of listening to this China Crisis song is remembering that, how... No, it's not China this Crisis, Snowy that's White. too. This is <laughs> yeah. Snowy White. Oh. This is Snowy White. The guitarist from Thin Lizzy. I thought you might like it. Oh, yeah, I'm looking good. at the wrong bit. Yeah, no. it's got guitar. Okay, this was really dull as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The magician in the video is really rubbish as well. You can see he's, I he's got I like, the video for this one. He's got like a fire stick and it's obviously got a little gas supply or whatever, but you see him take his finger off the button. Oh dear. And it's like, oh yeah, that's magic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this was bad well or just boring. I can't even really yeah. remember it and I've listened yeah, to it well, three times over the last two days. <laughs> let's not let's not waste too many words on it then. Say it say it say it nice and loud. Nice and loud. Don't hold the book in front of the microphone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Nell. That's what Nell. Twitter. 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 Do it in your normal voice. Professional voice. <laughs> You've got a nice voice. I've got it. a nice voice. This is friendly. It sounds friendly. Hi, hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> hi, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us online on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at nwt underscore podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See, it's good. Let's have a look. Let's have a look.